0: They figure out their gifts, then, then that's when they connect to the academics. If you don't, if we just make it about education, academics, and not, um, hey, what, do you, what are you passionate about? Or what do, you, what do you love? Or things like that. How will students ever connect? And I think that's a huge question. Um, how will students ever connect?
1: Earlier you and I were talking and something that came up was about the various activities that a teacher does in their classroom and we talked a little bit about the hidden curriculum. Mm. And so sometimes students come to your classroom and they think, oh, I'm just going to learn math today or I'm just going to learn something, I'm going to read a book today. And really there's a bigger curriculum that's there and it's how to deal with other people. Or sometimes you could look at your teacher as if you know that could be like my former boss right. and if you not like you said i had craved a connection with you know even if you don't like me I just yeah. wanted that kind of connection and I think as far as students and teachers could could understand that is that you're not going to connect with everybody right. but on some level everybody has something to teach you right you know whether how to you know uh, learn differently right. or how to express yourself differently mm-hmm. so I know like at least in the English curriculum we're afforded a lot uh, more imaginative ways to do things right. so we'll do groups or we'll do individual work or we'll do debates or we'll do four corners and things like that that get kids out of their comfort zone which I like that you said that too because that's that's kind of how we grow Yeah. and so the more the more we get students to do that and teachers too teachers yeah. can come out of their comfort zone and try different things and just know that it's okay if you fail at something just trying builds those connections so if i try something and it totally flops another student will go wow you know that wasn't so good there schroeder but it's now i have this connection because they might remember something that they tried and they didn't do so well at that either but i was willing to try i think could be the lesson there so if they didn't learn anything about grammar today yeah they learned wow even some of the teachers who care so much can do things and not be well at it or do well at it
0: right i i think that's amazing like do you feel like do you feel like sometimes teachers are too harsh do you as a teacher um i know like i have in my time in my time in school like i experienced teachers where they were easy on students and they were hard on students just because they wanted them to learn but i feel like um there was times where they went that next level. How do you think um, that that discipline? Where where does that discipline come from, and where does that teaching come from? From that standpoint, like man, like I want you to learn, and but if the student doesn't cooperate, they have to the teacher has to step out of their comfort zone and be like a little um, um, a little aggressive and things like that. And they, it's not a sense that they want to do that. It's just that's just their. It's like there's no other way. I remember you were telling me a story uh, earlier about uh, one student that you experienced, what was his name again?
1: Uh, I don't want to say his name, but I remember, Yeah. (laughs) and I remember (laughs) the story. Keep his name secret. (laughs) So, when I first started teaching, I was only 23 years old, and everybody came at me with advice. Do this, do this, you should do this, I even had uh, one particular, actually I had a few people who told me, don't smile, don't smile until December, you know, be mean, be firm, be whatever. And so when I first started teaching, I tried that, and I was miserable. And I went home thinking I chose the wrong career path. And so then the next year, I, you know, but then kids did walk all over me. You know, I didn't have any classroom management skills, and I didn't know what I was doing technically, and I thought curriculum, curriculum. So then the second year, I was mean again, and I was mean for a good three solid months, and again, I was miserable. I'm like, what am I doing? So I went nice, and then, you know, uh, everything went, Mm -hmm. you know, south. So then by my fourth year, I was gonna be tough and I had this particular kid who didn't bring his school supplies. And I tried to listen to what all these other teachers were telling me, you know, be firm, be firm. But in my head, I guess I interpreted that as be strict, be strict. And so I had, I was really hard on this kid and I kept saying, you know, where's your stuff? How do you come to school without your book bag? You know, where's your paper? Where's your pencil? And so after two weeks of this, I went to guidance, and I said, Hey, what's going on? What's going on with this right. kid? I can't get through to him. He's not bringing his stuff to school. And right. so this particular student's um, mom had been arrested, and they were evicted out of their, right. the place that they were staying, and him and his father were living out of his van wow. in, at John Prince Park. Wow. And so it really hurt me a lot. And so I changed everything about the way I approach kids. Because for this particular kid, I should have been saying, hey, thanks for showing up today. Is there something right. that I can get you? Do you need anything? Right. But instead, I was harassing. So ever since ever since that experience, I decided that I'll never not give a kid a pencil or a piece of paper. Or I'm always welcoming. I stand right. at the door, and I'm like, hey, thanks for coming to school today. It's good to see you right. again. And and I, I really think about that story a lot. It's been 20 years wow. since that happened. but. I, I, when I tell you, I probably think about that story because wow. there are kids that I want to be frustrated at. There are kids I haven't seen in a week, and the right. first thing I want to say is like, "Where have you been?" Right. But I think of that story, and I and I don't ask. I'm just like, "Hey, thanks for showing up today. Right. It's good seeing you. Do you need anything? Need wow. a pencil? You need paper? You need a notebook?"
0: Right. So you think it's a, it's really important for stu- for actually teachers to check in with students. Do you think that's important?
1: I think it's important for me.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, I think everybody has their own path and. You know, I think you just have to be right with yourself, mm-hmm. and so that particular event happened for me, and and that's why I am the teacher I am today. Right. I don't I don't actually expect anybody else to to be me. Right. I just know that that's what works for me, and if it works for you, and you're connecting with kids and you're teaching them, then then the world is blessed to have you. Right. Yeah. I, I just I love how um,
0: just for you, like just hearing that one moment 20 years ago change your whole life and your whole teaching and how you teach students and how you react to students because it's all about moments i feel like when you experience those type of moments it's not about being angry at that student it's not about trying to battle with that someone like oh, why, what are you you know why are you to come to school all those things but it's about like man i'm glad you're here at least you came up came to school at least you um, came to listen because there's a lot of students. No matter why they skip, <laughs> they do they do a whole bunch of stuff. They skip school and do all these things. But for that one student, it's like, man, I haven't been to school in two weeks, but I'm still gonna show up. I'm still gonna learn. I'm still I still wanna get my diploma. I still wanna graduate. I still wanna get those good grades. So for that student stepping up and just having that, just stepping out of their comfort zone and just coming out to class, even though they don't feel like it, even though they're really like feel anything like about coming to school. They just come, and your reaction towards them, I think that's a uh, thing that a lot of teachers need to, um, you know, could learn from and could uh, experience with other students as well. I, I think um, that leads into uh, how can we empower, how can students actually empower other students? Um, I, I know for me, like, I never, me as a freshman in middle school, I was just in the crowd. Um, I never, um, Really felt like I didn't empower anybody. I didn't feel like a leader because I was always always that person. I was shy. I was always that person um, that I've never felt like as a leader or felt like even taking up that role to even talk to somebody or encourage somebody. But just for all the events that has happened in my life over the years um, has changed me. But I think it's so important to um, to really empower other students that may not see everything you see like you see. Everybody has their own path, and everybody has their own life, and everybody has their own experiences. Um, I feel like, uh, you know, a lot of people, you can't, I remember this one quote: you can't choose what you go through, but you get to choose how you react to it, and I know with trials and uh, tribulation, all those things, there's knowledge in there, and I want to, for me as a student, I want to share my knowledge of what I went through to to other students, not about. just like the business or the money and all these, how to make money, all these things, whatever, but man, how do I get through situations? How can I overcome these trials in my life? And the question is like, um, how can students empower other students really?
1: I think you saying like you started ninth and 10th grade and you didn't you know know that yeah. you were a leader yet. I think being patient with yourself, right. but also trying to come out of your comfort zone. Yeah. How do you, like I know here, we have so many clubs on campus. Like there's so many, I can't even name them. Yeah. and. And to kind of break out of your comfort zone and go, you know what, I'm going to try this. Or maybe bring a friend and say, hey, do you want to try this? Or don't be afraid to go alone. I think sometimes we always think we have to bring somebody. Like, try to go alone. Uh, This world might open up to be a whole different experience Mm -hmm. for the better if we, you know, just took that one step in that right direction. Or maybe even reach out to teachers. I think most teachers are pretty safe and say, hey, you know, what, Schroeder, what do you think would be a good club and I could go you know what I don't even know what clubs are on campus let's check them out and then maybe I would want to go you know I never I never knew you know anything about music growing up but maybe I wouldn't mind like on a Wednesday afternoon I'll go with you let's go check it out and see what it is and and just asking I think that's another thing people have a hard time is asking for help Mm -hmm. or asking for advice or they think for some reason that's weak or whatever so not just as a student but as teachers too, like asking for help but for students to empower other students I think that would be a big way, mm. you know, just just join a club or, or talk to a teacher about a club, or maybe even start your own club, right. you know, hey, uh, you know, even with you, we did, I don't think we had, uh, we did have first priority, but yeah. not as um, during lunch, right? Yeah, was that something that it you was during lunch, and I, I did it in mornings, yeah. Because I don't think we ever had lunch before, so you decided yeah. that. You're like, how yeah. can I impact more students, and you started brainstorming, and yeah. and I never had first priority, yeah. and so I was like, sure, I'll have it during lunch, mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. So I think doing that kind of stuff, and you being the light for others, like when you get to shine your own light, you empower others to go, huh, maybe I'm gonna try that too, right. you know? Yeah, I think that
0: that's one thing I had learned too, man, like just stepping out your comfort zone, because when you step out your comfort zone, that's where all the, the things come up, that's where all the blessings and all those things are, man, like this is so amazing. But you don't get to experience that unless you step out your comfort zone and it, it was it's tough sometimes because you you have this idea in your head of man connecting with this student or um, like um, starting up something starting something up starting a club or activity or doing music or doing whatever but you you have this like, you dream of it but you don't actually step out into it and I, I want to tell anybody that's listening to this right now like if you're that type of student um, that doesn't feel like they have enough or don't that you feel like they don't have those gifts or callings, I, I, I believe in you. Um, we all believe in you. I believe that there is purpose. If you're on this planet, I feel like there's purpose for you. I feel like there, there's something that's in you that no one else has. Because the thing about you is that you're your own person. You can only be, I can only be Gary. You can only be Miss Shorter. You know what I mean? You, you have something that no one else has to offer to this world. So whatever gifting you have, you'll find it. But it all happens when you step out your comfort zone and step out into the unknown. And I think that's so amazing what we have experienced at this school, really, just with all the clubs here. Um, and that leads into um, how do we create a culture at school? How do we create a right culture here? I feel like um, as well, um, there's different um, how do you say it? how do you say that word? Which uh, one? In races or in. Th- and that's what it is, da, da, da. I don't oh, know how nice, to say nice that. Things. And that yeah, I get that nice a lot. Cultures. <laughs> yeah, cultures or different cultures. People come from different backgrounds. Um, really from here. And you know, you have this one group of kids that act this way or believe in this, and you have this group of kids that may do this differently from this group. And it's like how do we become a, a school in whole? Not just students but teachers, faculty. How do we get on the same page and go forward? Into creating that cult, that nice culture at school—not about only education, but just man the the connection. You feel it when you go when you walk into school. I I know I want to walk into school and feel that connection. You know what I mean with everybody. Even if I don't know your name, I'm gonna walk by the halls and be like, "Hey, what's up, man?" You know what I mean? Like I want that. So how do we build that? Yeah, one of the other questions I do have is um, how do we build a, a right culture at school? there's so many um, races and cultures that come from different places and different backgrounds and you have these uh, students that may act this way or these students that um, that um, believe in this and they may not agree on the same terms but how do we uh, become a, a, a school in the same in a sense the same um, boundary in the same and what's the word what's the word for it uh, the same page well, let's, how do we be on the? how can we be on the same page how can we um, empower each other I think we answered that question already but like I want to I, I know for me like I want to be in I want to be in a school where um, I I can just walk into school and feel that connection I can walk through the halls and say hey what's up man what's going on you know what I mean even though I know your name and I know that we have it here at this school sandwich that I love like how like we walk through the halls and high five people and you just see people and you just walk around it's just it's a fun atmosphere to